All right, welcome back to the Speak Truth Sports Podcast. Uh, I am Bert, as always, and today we're actually joined by a special guest. Um, introduce yourself, sir. What's going on, everybody? My name is Tay. Uh, I found out through this podcast where one of my uh, good friends told me about this podcast, so I figured I'd come out, show up, get some knowledge back to the people, you know? He's a big NFL head, so we had to bring him on here to talk about the draft, and that's what we're talking about today. Um, we did have we go we went on a little bit of a hiatus uh, earlier. Speak to speak to sports did in general. We were focusing on school and other stuff, but um, my finals are over. Trey's finals are over next week, so he'll also be back next week. Uh, but yeah, so let's just jump right into everything. All right, we're we're here talking about winners and losers of the NFL draft. Uh, Tay, why don't you start off and just go ahead and uh, name your winner? Who's your number one winner of the draft? All right, so my number one winner, I'm going to go with this Los Angeles Chargers. I'm going to say they had the, the probably, probably the best draft all around. They went number one, first round with Rashawn Slater, best tackle in the draft easily. They went second round, Sante Samuel Jr. Filled the need in DB when they lost Casey Hayward, one of the best rookie corners in the draft. Surprised he fell to the second round anyway. So it's kind of a steal a little bit, mid-second mid round pick. Then they went third round with another receiver, which is a little surprising to me, knowing they got Guyton, Allen, Mike Williams. They got some other guys there too, but you never know. Things could, things could pan out. He might jump ahead of Guyton. He might might not. They went and got uh, Trey McKitty from Georgia, tight end. Big fill after losing Hunter Henry, which is a big loss for them. So hopefully McKitty can come in, at least give him some, something close to what Hunter Henry was given. It's kind of hard to replace a Pro Bowl tight end probably one of the best tight ends in the league. So, you know, but um, then they went and got an edge rusher, uh, Chris Rump from Duke, who's okay. He's not, he's not the best, but I mean, grab him in the fourth round. He might do some damage. Hopefully maybe they can get Melvin Ingram back. If so, then maybe they could uh, move Ingram to defensive tackle. He's not pretty bad there. So, you know, they could probably work with that. Um, I see they picked up another tackle, Brendan, uh, I think his name is last name is James. I don't want to. I might be mispronouncing from Nebraska. Um, I know a little bit about him. Nothing crazy. I mean, he just seems like an average guy. Somebody who probably just you know somebody's injured. Fill in, play his role, do enough to do enough to uh, protect Herbert. They went and got a linebacker, Nick Neiman from Iowa. Uh, I remember hearing about him when he was younger. I didn't hear much about him after that. Um, maybe because Iowa football kind of went down a little bit after his fr- freshman sophomore year. I remember freshman sophomore year, Iowa was pretty good. They were maybe top twenty-five area, not last year, but um, you know things happen. Um, Larry Roundtree, the third from Missouri. Okay, so I'm a, a dynasty guy, so I do uh, fantasy dynasty, so I know about this guy a little bit. I was probably looking to pick him up in my dynasty draft for rookies late probably fourth, fifth round dynasty draft. He's a good back, I would say, but there were just so many better backs in this draft. So he kind of fell towards the sixth round, but I think he's pretty good. He's versatile a little bit, not the fastest, but he's able to catch out the backfield, do a, uh, some power runs every now and then. So, you know, just a little filling guy in case Josh Kelly does perform this year. Yep. Then, you know, they have Eckler, who's obviously the starter. And yeah, then they went and got it. I could see him as like a future, you know, second, second. Yeah. Back. Probably. I don't think he's going to be a main guy, but you know, he's a good third back. down, third, third down back, you know, yeah. type of guy like that. So, you know, he's looked pretty good. Um, Mark Webb, that's their last pick from Georgia DB. Um, 
you know, he's just the he was just a guy at Georgia, kind of average, nothing, not not the best, but he's pretty good, pretty solid corner, you know. Um, I would say he's just kind of like just you pick what you get at towards the end of the draft type of guy, you know, just depth. So, but that's I think all around they had the best draft. They filled a lot of needs, got depth in a lot of positions. So that's my pick. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, the Chargers are definitely one of the best drafts uh, in the, the entire NFL. Uh, Rashawn Slater alone just really made their draft. I mean, last year the LA Chargers yeah. were they're ranked 32nd in offensive line. They had like one of the they had the worst offensive line, and Herbert was still killing it. So, if you just give him some type of line, uh, I think he'll probably do even better. And that you know they're yeah. really buying into Herbert. They're building around him now with all these picks. Uh, and Asante Samuel was just too good to pass up. I mean, he yeah. was projected possibly as, you know, end of first round talent. And he fell all the way to 47. That's a, I'd, I'd say that's definitely a steal. Uh, the rest of these guys, you know, they're kind of, a lot of them are depth. They're a lot of them are just, um, just to help them fill in certain positions. And yeah, I think they, I yeah, agree. I think they did really, really good. Um, I want to mention a couple other teams before I bring up my winner. Uh, I think the Cowboys did really good. Uh, the Cowboys, just, just with their first round alone, just the fact that they had their pick with Micah Parsons, they were probably going to take yeah. him. And then they got offered a trade for an extra third rounder and moved back. And they still got Micah Parsons. That's a, that's an absolute steal on for, like, for mm-hmm. me. I think the Bears did a really good job finding getting a, a, a good quarterback. Um, I'm not so sure about how they said, you know, Andy Dalton's still going to be the number one. Uh but, you know, that was a little while, but you yeah. know, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think those two teams are really good. I think the Patriots actually did pretty solid as well uh, because they got one of the, in my opinion, one of the biggest deals in the draft, but we will talk about that later as well. Uh, but finally coming back to my winner. Uh, look, I had to do it. Baltimore Ravens. They had just, they had an amazing draft. All right. They got Rashad Bateman who fills in so many of what they, so much of what they need from the wide receiver position. They need a guy like Bateman who can, uh, who's really good at route running. He's very crisp. He's got very uh, good hands and he's just really good at creating separation. It kind of reminds me a little bit of um, Adam Thielen in a sense where, you know, you put him on a slant, he'll get separation. And that's exactly the kind of guy Lamar needs. Just someone he can throw a few dump off passes to, who could probably take it even further, get some uh, yards after your catch or whatever. And I just, yeah, I think I was surprised that he went at 27. I thought they might've waited a little longer to pick him up, but the Packers probably, probably might've snatched him. if yeah. they didn't. So, uh, That's a great pick there. And then one of my favorite picks ever uh, in this draft is Jason uh, away. He actually changed his name or he wants to be referred to as Oda, I believe Odafe, Odafe away now. But he is a linebacker out of Penn State who is a monster. Uh, he yeah. didn't phenom, physical, athletic freak. He's six foot five. He's two fifty. He has, I believe, a forty inch vertical, and he runs a four three nine. Like that is, that is monstrous. That that is those are numbers that you would see in like, maybe like in the five top five percent of uh, yeah edge freak rushers. athlete. Literally freak athlete. He didn't. The reason he's kind of this far is because he didn't record a sack last year. And while that does kind of suck, uh, if there's one team I trust to develop defensive talent, to develop his hands and all that, Definitely I think the it's Ravens. the Ravens. The Ravens are great at developing uh, defensive talent. 
in general. Yeah, I think I think Wink Martindale's really gonna like him. <laughs> so he's also a good uh, run blocker or run stopper. So round three, 94th overall, they took Ben Cleveland, uh, the guard out of Georgia. He is he is also a monster. He's six foot six. He's 340 pounds, and he's big just boy. You know, his nickname big is Big Country. If you look at his Instagram, if you look at his Instagram, it's all just the most like it's the most country he's the most country dude ever he shoots <laughs> he shoots guns he uh he kills deer and all that he's just like the he's, he's big country like he lives up to his name and he isn't you know he's not the craziest athlete but he's a he's a really solid blocker and man like this is this move if he ends up starting they could actually put uh bradley bozeman back to center uh and Makari had some snap issues towards the end. So if that keeps up, I think that's actually probably going to happen. I think they might end up uh, going ahead and doing that. Uh, and overall, just, you know, the Ravens were really loving this guy that the pick went in like immediately uh, when they, yeah. when, when they were on the board. So I really like that pick Brandon Stevens, uh, the DB out of SMU. I think he's solid. I'm not sure. Uh, I was a little confused that he went this high. I think he probably could have been a fourth round pick, but at the same time, they really like him and they think that he could actually play free safety. So if that's kind of the direction they're trying to push him in, I think he'd be pretty good. He's pretty good in coverage. Um, and yeah, Tylen Wallace in round four, 131 overall. That was a big, I was really surprised he was still there when they, when they picked him up. Yeah. It was a no Man. brainer at that point. That was, I, I, could, I can't believe he fell around four. I mean, I was thinking he's going to be a day two guy, maybe day three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's just, you know, yeah, I was expecting day three at most, like, you know, maybe the top of round four or something, but he fell a lot. And yeah. he also, you know, he he's a he's only 5'11", but he plays really big. He plays bigger than he is. Yeah. Um, he could he could kind of be a nice backup to uh, Rashad Bateman in a sense. Uh, and also what, what I forgot to mention about Bateman is that the Ravens, you know, they really, they really need somebody uh, in the slot or outside, yeah. and he can do both. So Bateman is actually really good at going outside and he's good in the slot. Um, then they got Sean Wade, round five, 160 overall. This is, in my opinion, massive steal. This guy, mm-hmm. if you remember last year, he was projected maybe to go uh, first or second round. Mm-hmm. But what I remember, happened was, I remember these guys, yeah. Yeah, but what happened was they Ohio State moved him out to outside corner when he was playing inside. And he kind of struggled there. And so he, his, his stock fell like crazy, but at the same time, the Ravens have really good outside corners. They have Marcus Peters, they got Marlon Humphrey. Mm-hmm. Picking up Sean Wade to play inside, you know, Tavon Young usually gets, he gets injured a lot. And so if he goes down, Sean Wade sne- like slips right in there. I think that's a, I think that's a steal. It's a first round type of talent, second round type of talent, like falling. Yeah. You got a second round talent in the fifth round. I mean, you can't complain. Mm-hmm. One of the best slot DBs in the draft. So, I mean, you put him in a slot, let him play corner, let him play nickel cool man you might do some damage yeah I, I just i don't know how he really fell that far round five they picked up dalen hayes he uh he's pretty he's pretty decent um he had he had decent production in college uh he's a he's a i heard he's a really good team captain like he's a vocal leader type of guy uh and you know he i'd say he's this is a very solid pick for the ravens here you know they need edge rushers uh they picked up a couple here and i think they did a pretty good job there and their last pick was ben mason He's a tight end slash fullback. I mean, hey, if Patrick Ricard can bring up the next version of him, that I mean, I'd love that. <laughs> so I think the Ravens just had an incredible draft full of just full of picks that were just end up end up being steals, in my opinion. 
might I say, they got two edge rushers. After losing Matthew Judon, both guys could probably come in. Uh, oh, I think it's Odafe. Odafe, I think I say his new name. He could probably play first year. I yeah. see him playing first year, and I see them producing him. He's going to be their project, and I see him being, man, he's going to be a problem. Once they get they get his hands right, he gets more work with his hands. Some more, some more, you know, dominant moves, bull rush moves. Oh man, this sky the limits. High ceiling, that's, that's high ceiling means. guy. High ceiling guy, I'm telling you, high ceiling guy. Yeah, that's all all he needs is just some hand moves and uh, a little bit of footwork. And, you know, he could, in my opinion, I'm going to put a little bit of a hot take right here. I think he's going to be a top 10 pass rusher in the next two years, sometime in the next two years. With with, with already, with his athleticism, he's already uh, like in a high percentile already with the athleticism. You put, you give him some moves, footwork, ball rush moves, some speed moves, work some moves with his hands. Oh, man. And this is, I mean, this is Penn State. This is the linebacker factory. Yeah. So if, you know, if, if you're going to take a linebacker anywhere, take him out of Penn State. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, do you have any more winners you want to throw out there just to mention? Or, or should um, you-, you know, it was crazy. Actually, the Ravens were my second pick mm-hmm. for a steal. Um, the Chargers were my second. Down, so. I also had down the Browns. The Browns had a really good draft, and the people mm-hmm. kind of slept on their draft, but they had a really, really good draft. Let me, um, I think the biggest thing with them is taking Jock in the second round, man. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about him. We'll talk about him in a little bit. Uh, but, but yeah, um, as a Ravens fan, I hate to admit it, but the Browns had a really good draft. Yeah, they had a really good draft, man. And he, and what makes it even worse is the draft in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know the fans are going nuts. Yeah, Jacoby Jones was up on stage and they were booing him. And he was <laughs> like, well, "I got a ring." <laughs> uh, that, that was that was a great moment. All right, let's move on to some losers. I'll let you go first because I know this hits, hits a little close to home for you. So uh, you can go ahead and go on your little rants you know, if you want to. You know, um, okay, losers. I hate to say it. Raider Nation, y'all let me down, man. Uh, listen, listen, man. Okay, let's just go over. Let's, let's, let's just go over the draft. First round, you take Alex Otherwood. Okay, I get it. We needed a tackle. We lost Trent Brown. We gave up our whole line, so we needed to rebuild it. You know, you want to go line first round? Okay, I get it. But, I mean, man, you got guys like uh, Owusu. You got guys like uh, Owe on the board. You got so many guys on the board at 17, and you and you take a guy who probably, you know, personally, I think he would have been there day two. Coming out in the media, they say he's not going to be there. I don't know. I think you could have took him day two, day three. But, you know. To each his own, going on to the second round. My favorite pick of the draft, number one safety in the draft, which I'm ha- really happy about. They went and took Trayvon Morig, best safety, number one safety, freaking crazy ball hawk, run support. The guy's all around. He's like all around talent. I think I'm going to go hot take because it's my team. I say give him, give him two, three years. He'll, he'll, he'll be one of those guys at safety that the NFL will be talking about, you know, give, getting, getting a big contract after his rookie contract. Yeah. So I think, you know, he'll be up there. Yeah, I could see that. He's, I don't know how he fell that far either. I just, you know, I guess teams are just, they just overlook him because they need to have some other needs. But there were some teams that really needed a safety that just drafted other safeties. I did not really understand it. So, I mean, to, to speak on that, um, he had a back injury coming to the, coming into the draft, which scared oh, a lot of teams because, you know, they weren't really sure how he was going to heal. Come to find out, he's going to be ready before um, rookie camp. 
So mm-hmm. they said he'll be he'll be fully healthy in a couple of weeks. So you know, I'm happy for that. Glad that to happens. hear it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that happens a lot sometimes. Where sometimes the medical is overblown on a player. We're like, you know, yeah. they're, they're actually it's not that big of an issue, and teams are overrating it, and then they're going crazy, and they're not they're letting them slide all the way like this. The Raiders got a, they did get a big steal here. So going on to the third round pick and Malcolm Koontz. Okay, um, this is this is kind of fifty fifty. You know, we went and reached. I think it was that two years ago on Cleland Farrell. Took him at number four overall, which is the biggest mistake I think we made since we've had Mike Mayock there. Um, Kuntz is like, you know, he just he's just a he's just a death guy, I guess you could say. Not really a crazy prospect coming out of college. You know, he went to Buffalo. It's not a big school. He's not really talked about. Speaking on Buffalo, the last time we got a guy out of Buffalo, Khalil Mack. I'm not saying I'm not saying he's Khalil Mack. I'm saying, you know. They 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 got they got a good relationship with Buffalo. That's why they took him. He's an edge rusher coming out of there. But um, you know it's it's all right. They went and took another safety on day three. This was really confusing to me because, I mean, geez, we just signed Carl Joseph. We have Abram. We got Heath. You draft more in the second round. I mean, come on, you know, pick pick some more linemen. You know, get another guard. You know, maybe. But you know they um, they got faith in incognito. You know, I mean, he's old, but, you know, he's just a veteran guy. I think they just like. Um, Divine Diablo, I mean, listen, I saw I saw some tape on the guy. He's good. Don't get me wrong. The guy is good. He's a good pick in, in the um, third round. But, I mean, it's just it's just not what we needed. It's just something – they're trying to overkill in the safety position because we struggled under it last year. I mean, come on. I mean, you can't, you can't, you can't draft three. I mean, speaking on the third one, going to next round, fourth round. Ty- Tyree Galipsy. Personally, I think they drafted him to play nickel. He plays safety, but the guy's like, he's a good coverage guy, a uh, good run support guy. But I mean, playing at safety, he probably won't end up being there. I see him being better in the nickel area. Uh, but who knows? Might maybe a practice squad guy, just depth. But um, we'll see how it goes. Fifth round, they took Nate Hobbs. I mean, I guess at this point they kind of took what they could get. I mean, you know, just I mean, he's just a guy. He's not the he's not the best, but you know, he's he's decent, decent size, length, a little lanky. He's just very slim though, kind of you know, a little undersized. Not how the most DBs are. You know, most DBs now, kind of like five ten, twelve five area. This guy's I think, this guy's I think he's six foot something, like one eighty five, one ninety. So he's kind of like a like a slim reaper kind of guy. So you know, we'll we'll see how it is. And then um, seventh round, personally, I like this pick, Jimmy Morrissey. He's our Cinderella guy, um, walk-on guy, was the number one uh, walk-on guy in college football. Ended up being a team captain for Pittsburgh. So, you know, um, he was a pretty good guy there, pretty good blocker. Uh, pass, pass blocking, he's really good in pass blocking. Probably get a little bit of work in run blocking, but I think main thing they got him for was pass blocking. They need somebody to help protect Derek Carr because – Man, I'm tired. I'm tired of seeing my quarterback get killed for the love of God. Oh man. You know what? I'm kind of surprised. I'm kind of surprised that um, the Raiders didn't pick up a quarterback. Okay. I thought they might have. They might have looked for uh, one of those late round, maybe Kyle Trask, maybe a Kellen Mond. I thought they might have. They might have taken taken a quarterback or something. Um, I'm thinking they're gonna wait for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, based based on how we do this year, see how what kind of draft pick we get. Um. 
I love Derek Carr, so I'm not going to say that we should have took one this year. Yeah. I'm a big Derek Carr fan. I mean, I think he's a very underrated quarterback in the league. People kind of, you know, just – he looks over him because he plays for the Raiders. I mean, what can, yeah. what can you say? But, um, I mean, I think the guy threw 4,000 yards last year, double-digit touchdowns, single-digit interceptions. I think he had a 60-some-percent completion uh, rating. So, I mean, you can't ask much for a guy that plays for the Raiders. He doesn't have many weapons. I mean, when you're yeah. doing that, when you're pretty much only throwing the ball to Darren Waller, I mean, he's doing something nice. So, I can't complain. Mm-hmm. And uh, another big guy you guys passed on in the first round, I believe, is uh, Christian Darisaw. Christian Darisaw. Oh, I man. Was, man, I, I was reading after um, after the draft. Apparently, John Gruden was uh, scared. John Gruden and Mike Mayock, they were scared that someone uh, – they had a trade on the table to trade back, but they were scared that that team was going to take Alex Leatherwood, which is like, uh, I don't know. I think that team when tra- I heard, would have taken uh, Darisaw, right? When I, when I heard that – I took my jersey off. I threw it across the room. I couldn't believe it. You're telling me you don't want to trade back because you think somebody's going to take Alex Leatherwood? Nobody's worried about Alex Leatherwood. They're worried about the Tevin Jenkins, the Christian Darrell The guys like that, they're not worried about Leatherwood, man. Come on. Come on. I yeah, I, I would have thought you know, if anybody trades up, I, I would have thought it would have been for Darrell And he was a he was a massive steal for the Vikings. I was really yeah, surprised. Man. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the Raiders just had, you know, they had a they had a bad day one. They had a pretty decent day two, but their day three was just not great. Um, but I do I do think another team is, you know, has been just as bad as that. Uh I'm gonna go with it. I see a lot of people starting to come around all these picks, but I don't know, man. I think the Seahawks did not do a great job, you know. Uh yeah. Uh... Their first, I mean, their first pick was round two, 56 overall. They took Dwayne Eskridge, which is, I don't hate. I don't hate the guy. I don't hate the fit at all. Actually, I think the fit's pretty good on offense. But you got so many needs on your for your defense and for your offensive line, which is just a mess right now. And just to not invest in that and instead invest in a wide receiver when at the end of last year, Pete Carroll said he kind of – he insinuated he kind of wants to get back to running the ball more. You know yeah, what helps so. with that? You know what helps? Get with some, that? Get some big guys line. up front. Yep, yep. Get some big guys up front. The, at the end of the day, you know, like the battle is won in the trenches. If you don't have a line, you're not. You're probably not going to go anywhere. Look at. I mean, look at the. Look at all the past uh, Super Bowl teams. They've all had good offensive lines. You can't. You can't make it that far with a bad line. Mm-hmm. So, in my opinion, this is kind of. This is kind of a commitment to mediocrity for me for the Seahawks. This is a commitment yeah. to. Eh, you know, the only way they can really improve right now is through the draft because they don't have much cap space. And they're getting guys like Dwayne Eskridge instead of uh, another tackle or a, a guard or somebody. You know, they, they need offensive line help, and they're, they're still picking guys like um, on the offensive side of the ball that aren't <laughs> linemen. Uh, I did like their, their second pick. It was round four, 137 overall, Trey Brown out of Oklahoma. Uh, he's a cornerback. And they need they they desperately need cornerbacks. Oh yeah, uh, it, it's not a strength for them still, uh, but it, this definitely helps them a little bit for sure. Uh, and then they had one more pick, uh, which was round six, two hundred eight overall, Stone Forsyth, which is you know that's where they took their tackle, round six. Um, I don't hate him here. I, I think he's actually pretty decent, but you know I'm not sure how well he's going to be right off the bat. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not sure how 
long it'll take for him to get to a starter position if he even gets yeah. there. Because he's around, look, he's around six pick right now. Like, like you, you gotta take if you if you want to tackle on your starting lineup, you gotta take him round one through three. Those are the rounds you gotta take a starting tackle. Absolutely, absolutely. And to take one this late, you know, it kind of just feels like, look, we drafted a tackle. Look, it's they're, just, they're, just, they're, tackle. they're just they're just trying to make the fans a little happy. Like, hey, listen, don't hate us. Yeah, we 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 got a little something that you guys like, but we wanted to fill yeah. our needs too. Yeah, I mean, come on, like you said. Second round, you don't take a tackle. You go with a receiver. You already got you. You got speed, guys. What do you What do you need another? You don't need another deep threat. You have your locket. You have your DK Metcalf. You have other guys that you can that you just fill in that just come in and do the job. So you know you picking up Dwayne Eskers in the second round. I mean, like you said, they're committing to just being a, you know, we'll we'll make it to the playoffs, but we won't get over that hump. Yeah. You know this draft. Granted, they had limited picks. They had three picks. You should have went straight defense O line immediately. Yeah. Two linemen. Two linemen and, and, a, and a DB would have been perfect for them. They probably would have had a B plus, B minus, B plus draft grade with that. But well, I kind of want to compare them to the the Cowboys because I think the Cowboys, like I said, I think they did pretty good and they drafted defense like straight defense for like the first five picks or first six picks or something like that. So, you know, they they committed to their defense. They they wanted to get better on defense. That was their weakness. Their offense was totally fine. It was just they were getting completely outscored, and that's. They're like, okay, so let's get defensive players then. We don't need another wide receiver. Dak is good. You know, we don't need. Uh, we might need some linemen. So you know, maybe we'll pick one up later. But you know, the Cowboys committed to we want to win games, so they picked up defensive players. The Seahawks committed to we want to look flashy. We want to have fun in our offense. That that's exactly. kind of what I feel like they committed to. You know, uh, which is you know really what's crazy. Sucks. I feel bad for Russell Wilson. You know, you know what's crazy is that. You know, they want to look flashy, but the thing is, they still run the ball a lot. So, I mean, you know, you're going around picking mm-hmm. Dwayne Eskridge and, you know, you're picking up guys. You drafted Metcalf. Okay, we get it. He, you can't pass up on a guy like Metcalf. Well, then you draft Dwayne Eskridge this year. I mean, great. You guys don't really – you guys don't really throw the ball that much anyway. A lot of your fans complain about that you guys don't really throw the ball enough because you guys love to pound the ball with Chris Carson. You love to pound the ball with Rashad Penny. You guys fill in guys and you guys just pound and pound and pound and get in 15, 20 carries a game. So, I mean, come on. I mean, if you guys really want to run the ball, like you said, get, go, go, go invest in them trenches, man. Get, get them big boys lined up up there. Get some run blocking better, you know. But, hey, Pete Carroll, that's all you can say. It's Pete yeah. Carroll. Another team I want to bring up that I don't think did a great job. Uh, you, I mean, you, you can't go – you can't talk about losers in this draft without talking about the Houston Texans. <laughs> uh, Davis Mills, uh, round three. Yeah, they didn't even have a – first or second round pick because of uh Larry Tunstall that that trade yeah which was not they overpaid the heck out of him oh uh, yeah and their first pick was Davis Mills QB out of Stanford he's all right I, you know, I think this kind of confirms uh you know <laughs> Deshaun Watson's not going to be back with all the drama he's been through yeah uh and Davis Mills I don't hate you know I think he could be a, a an average maybe an average starter. I think that's kind of his ceiling, just an average quarterback starter. Uh, but he's going to struggle behind this line because all they have is Tunsil. That's that's basically all they have. That, that, that's that's all they got. And once again, this team didn't address their line at all throughout the entire draft. The next pick was a wide receiver. They don't need him at all. I mean, they're, they're kind of, they're just like the Seahawks. They're, they're just, they kind of want to look flat. They kind of want to look flashy and sell some tickets. They don't, they're not worried about winning right now. 
uh, Nico Collins, you know, he's actually, I, I think he's actually a pretty decent wide receiver. I think he has some potential, but you know, they, I know they just lost Will Fuller, but I mean, I don't know. Nah, man, not, Davis, not, 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 the time to get, not the time to get a receiver. Yeah. And Davis Mills isn't super mobile. So, you know, he's, he's going to, he's probably going to get sacked a lot and you're kind of not putting him in a position to succeed at all, even with a good wide receiver. Uh, Brevin Jordan, they took next tight end out of Miami. I don't hate it. Um, I think there might've been a couple better tight ends on the board, but at the same time, it, uh, he's, you know, he's a good pass catcher. I'm not sure about his blocking. So once again, they're not helping uh, their quarterbacks at all. No. And, uh, round five, they actually traded for this pick, I believe. Uh, they took Garrett Wallow, linebacker out of TCU. It's all right. You know, they do need to build in their defense. They have holes basically all up and down the roster. Um, but the the biggest issue I had, they also took a their last pick was Ward Lopez, defensive tackle of Arizona. My biggest issue with them is just that they they're not you know they're clearly rebuilding and they're clearly trying to start over, but they're not taking any of the foundational pieces that you need in a rebuild. You know you need to start building through your line, start building through your tackles, uh, and then a corner. You know wide, uh, wide receivers is kind of uh, is very important. It's but it's lower on the list of things you need. Uh, quarterback's obviously a very big need, but I'm not sure about Davis Mills in the round, in, you know, round three. They're probably going to spend another pick on a quarterback next year. So, you know, I'm not sure if this will even do anything when they could have gotten a, a nice tackle here to help a quarterback next year. I mean, come on. Let's be real. Davis Mills, it, it's, it's looking like another, another David Carr 2.0. I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be cruel, mm-hmm. but I mean, you, sometimes you got to be honest. It's looking like David Carr 2.0. You get, a, you, get a, you get a quarterback that's not mobile, no line, nobody to protect them. I mean, this guy's, this guy's going to get sacked a, a thousand times. He's going to get killed. He's not going to last. You're going to get this guy killed. You're going to ruin his career. I mean, I, I feel bad for the guy, honestly. I really do. Honestly, I just feel bad for any anybody the Texans draft right now. Until they can get, yeah, you know, until they can get a plan. It feels like they don't have a plan for how to rebuild. They're just kind of like, oh, we'll just, we'll take this guy. We'll take this guy. Yeah, I feel man, they don't have a plan. They need to sit down and you know get a plan. I think once 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 Deshaun gets over this, all the scandals and all the stuff like that, they got to sit down with him. They got to talk to the quarterback. The, the guy knows what they need. You want this guy to be your franchise quarterback. Hopefully, we'll see how it goes after all this news comes about. He might not be there. He might be there. But I mean, if they end up keeping this guy, you want this guy to be a franchise quarterback. You got to talk to him and ask him what he needs. He's going to be honest with you. He's not going to mm-hmm. tell you, oh. I want more receivers. He's going to say, hey, give me some big guys. Give me some guys to block for me so I can, you know, get some more time in the pocket so I'm not running for my life all game. Granted, Deshaun is mobile, so he's capable of running around, you know, improvising a little bit. But then, you know, you pick a guy like Davis Mills. He's nowhere to the athleticism as Deshaun Watson, so he's not going to be doing the same. And they, I think they really messed up not trading Deshaun Watson earlier before all this drama. Because if they mm-hmm. had, they would have gotten a king's ransom. They would have gotten like I'd say probably like three firsts, like a few seconds. Like they would have had a crazy big deal. But now with all this stuff coming out, his value actually might drop. Um, yeah. If it goes the wrong way, his value might drop, and then he might be worthless. They might have to straight up cut him. Like that's how yeah. bad it could get. And they just they want to hold on to Watson so bad for so long, just because he sells, in my opinion, just because he sells tickets, you know, uh, Texans fans, if I'm a Texans fan, I have no reason to go watch a game with Hopkins gone unless it's just for Deshaun Watson. Like, I just want to see what he does. Yeah. I would say, I mean, 
man, I was, it's 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 a tricky situation. I mean, I I feel bad for the guy, but I mean, you got you got to you got to see what goes on and see how everything yeah. fo- unfolds. So, just yeah, a matter of time. Um, we'll let the courts do their thing. We'll do ours. Uh, but let's go ahead and talk about some some of the steals. Some of your favorite steals from this draft, because there were, I think there were a lot of steals in this draft. Uh, do you want to go ahead and kick it off? Who's your Who's your um, number one steal? Okay, so my number one, Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy is a freak. I mean, look 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 at the numbers. This guy, six six two two fifteen. The guys the guys a phenom. You see what he does on the field. Buckets award winner, ACC Defensive Player of the Year. Unanimous All-American, first team All-ACC. I mean, coming in, I thought this guy was the best linebacker in the draft. But, you know, I, I guess some teams know more than we do. The guy falls to the second round to the Cleveland Browns, and they pick up another steal once again. I mean, bravo to the Cleveland Browns. He picked probably the best linebacker in the draft, who might end up being, I say in the future, two, three, in maybe three, four years. The guy might be end up being one of these top linebackers we're talking about, these athletic uh, linebackers, like a Patrick Queen guy on the Ravens. The guy came in the first year, phenomenal. Because he's so athletic. He can get, he can move so far in the box. He can go from left to right in the box. East, west, I mean, he can do it all. Um, another big steal to me is um, Tevin Jenkins to the Browns in yeah. the second round. Man, you got probably the second, not maybe – Top three, top three tackle in the draft. You get him at thirty nine. I mean, you can't complain. You get a guy that can protect Justin Fields. So they're obviously they know what they're doing. They got to play in motion. Um, Terrace Marshall, another big steal that I like. I wanted the Raiders to draft him because I wanted us to get you know a possession receiver, a big target for us to get the guy. I mean, you get a six three, two hundred pound receiver that runs a four three. You can't pass on that. I mean, the guy is phenomenal. Great hands, great route running. Came out of that amazing offense with uh, Joe Brady. And, oh, make it even crazier. Joe Brady gets his guy back at, uh, in Carolina. So he gets one of his guys back from that awesome offense at LSU that he had with Joe Burrow, Chase, Jefferson. Then he had, um, who's that running back? Uh, Edward Solaire. So, I mean, you get a guy like that going to Carolina with Sam Darnold, give him some weapons. Whew. Carolina might be a problem. Yeah, and a lot of teams are, you know, worried about his injury stuff. Uh you know, sometimes I, th- I think a lot of that stuff is sometimes overblown. Uh, I believe it was, uh, I believe JOK, uh, a report just came out recently, didn't it, that um, he might have some heart issues. That's why he fell so low. So, um, so low. Yeah. But, you know, the thing is that um, Montez Sweat had a, a similar heart issue that teams were hesitant to take him on. He ended up falling to Washington, and now he's one of their he's one of their key pieces on their defense. You know, he, him, and Chase Young are probably the best pass rushing duo in the league. Mm-hmm. And you know, the doctors have cleared him, so it's not like you know he's that serious. It's not like he's at serious risk to you know to die or anything like that. Um, and he's a really really solid player. Terrence Marshall, you know, he had uh, he's just been injured a lot, so people are worried about how he's going to progress to the pros. I think he'll be okay. Uh, I'm not like super duper high on him. I, I do like him though. I thought the Ravens might've actually gone in that direction and trying to pick up him. Uh, but I'm, I'm happy with Bateman. A uh, couple steals for me. I think Christian Darisol is a big steal at 23, even though it's only oh, yeah. three. 
I mean, I think he should have been selected in the teens, you know, at the very least. And Minnesota actually considered drafting him at 14. Uh, they were considering drafting Justin Fields or Darisaw, but they got a deal to move back. And they're like, okay, there's some other tackles we can get. You know, it's, it's pretty deep. Uh, it's a pretty deep draft for tackles. So they moved back and they still got him. That, that, that's just one of those, it's one of those things that, you know, it's like the Cowboys, they move back and they still got their guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, Vikings got a couple extra picks that they used on some other guys as well. I think that's just a, a, a great pick there. Um, another person I think was a big steal was Christian Barmore. Uh, oh, yeah. He's he's the best interior pass rusher in the draft. And, he, you know, he's really good at attacking the quarterback and pressuring the quarterback from inside the line. And apparently the reason why he fell in the draft it was because they're kind of worried about his uh, off-the-court issues. Uh, apparently, these are some quotes from – an article uh, uh, I pulled up a little while ago, uh, but apparently quote, Alabama barely held him together. And as a pro, he's a real wild card. Somebody else, another scout was saying getting to practice in class was a struggle for him. And Barmore has to be in a very tightly controlled environment to succeed like Alabama. And look, if all that is true, he is in in the perfect system. Exactly. He's in the, he's in the perfect spot. If that's true. The Patriots got a big steal right here. Uh, he's one of the, like I said, he's one of the best interior pass rushers. And, uh, a lot of these, a lot of these scouts were saying, you know, he's probably going to be a big time bust, but Hey, if the, if the Patriot, if, if what they're saying is true, I'm not sure. I don't know the guy, but if what they're saying is true, that he needs to be in a controlled environment, Belichick does that. That's exactly the type of uh, team Belichick runs. And if he's going to be held accountable anywhere, it's going to be in, it's going to be in Foxborough right there. So. I mean, to, to add, to add to that, I mean, you go, you go, he goes, he's going to a powerhouse defense. They loaded up this year on defense. I mean, yeah. hey, hey, I know it hurt, breaks your heart. It took Judon from you guys. I know. Yeah. I know. But I mean, you got, you got, you got an edge rusher. They, and they, the biggest need for them was they didn't really have great interior guys. They just had edge guys, had good secondary. So it made up for it. But I mean, you get a guy like Christian Barmore. I mean, granted, you know, everybody, you know, some players have off field issues, but I mean, like you said, you go to Foxborough, they're going to fix all that immediately. Belichick, you know, Belichick's a, a tight-knit, tight-knit coach, tight-knit program, system, everything is, you know, it's one way and it's a Patriot way. Everybody knows that. It's a yeah. Patriot way and it's one way. So, I mean, he goes there, they get him right. This guy's going to be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. All right. And to uh, to round it out uh, before we head out, who who are some of your just favorite, you know, late round flyers that are – maybe day two or day three guys that you really like that you think could actually be really good. Okay. I'm going to say it. And this is, this is, this is not even a Raiders guy. I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, Michael Carter for the mm. Jets round four, man. I mean, I, you know, I, you know, I saw him going day three, but maybe third round, not even like, you know, not even a uh, fourth round. I think fourth round is a little wild, yeah. but I mean, this guy, one of the best backs in the draft, was a crazy duo committee at North Carolina with Javante Williams. And, you know, it's crazy. Sometimes this guy outplayed Javante Williams. Javante Williams went in the uh, second round to Denver. Yeah. So, you know, uh, the Jets, bravo to them. Um, they got a running back that they probably didn't need. I see him being a good third down back. And, you know, he's able to catch out of the backfield. So maybe they throw him some little halfback screens, some swings, some little angle routes here and there. I mean, the guy can make, can make something shake. Yards at the catch. I mean, great pickup for them. Um, I'm rooting for him. Uh, even though I'm a Raiders guy, this is a big guy that I'm rooting for. 
Mm-hmm. I, I'm rooting for Kellen Mond. I'm going to be honest. I see a, I see a lot of like modern NFL talent uh, potential in Kellen Mond if he can just kind of gain, increase his accuracy. Just he just needs to approach Lamar in the offseason and ask him everything everything he did. Like what mm-hmm. did you, uh, if he does that, I think he actually end up being really good. I think he he could end up replacing Kirk Cousins uh, in you know when his contract is up. Uh, and funny enough about Kellen Mond, he actually he had a tweet about Minnesota saying Minnesota is the worst city of all time or something like that. Uh, <laughs> that came out right after. It was karma, karma. That's all it is. <laughs> exactly. Karma, man. Karma. There might as well just need to be a separate uh, a separate person in the front office that just does background checks and everybody at this point. Uh, that that's oh, that's pretty hilarious. Um, but yeah, I'm really rooting for Kellen Mond. I, I think he could actually end up being really solid uh, in the future and could end up, you know, taking over Kirk Cousins' role. And I'm not sure how far he'll go. I'm not sure how good he'll be, but I, I think he'll be a solid. I think one day he could be a solid starting quarterback in the league. To add another player that I'm rooting for, just because he's undersized, he's a small guy like myself, I'm going Devontae Smith. Mm. The guy, six foot, 165. I know there's a problem with him saying, you know, his size is not the best. He's very undersized. I mean, he's probably the smallest receiver prospect in weight at his height, I think, ever. I don't think there's ever been a guy this at this size. But, I mean, you look at the tape, the guy won the Heisman for a reason. The guy is phenomenal. Super aggressive. He plays above his weight. He plays like he's about 180, 185. He's really aggressive with his hands. Mm-hmm. The speed speaks for itself. Great hands. I mean, the guy's a playmaker. So, I mean, Philly – they got them, you know, hopefully this guy can turn out to be a top-tier court, top-tier receiver. And he's back with Jalen Hurts, a guy that, yep. you know, that was feeding them a lot. So, you know, hopefully, you know, that click, you know, hopefully the, uh, the thing is still there with them. And they won't need many reps to get to back to where they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I want to add one more dude as well. Uh, he's actually undrafted, but uh, Ardarius Washington. He's a safety, and he should have been drafted, in my opinion. He... He's undersized, and that's why he didn't get drafted. But he's really good in coverage, and he's he's in my opinion, he was actually you know I I'd say he's probably like a fourth round type of talent at the very least. Yeah. Uh, he 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 signed with the Ravens actually, so I uh, I'm really happy about that. Uh, but yeah, I I feel like he should have been drafted, even which is with a seventh round flyer. You know, you should you know this guy a guy with this kind of talent, you might as well take a take a shot at him, but nobody did. Uh, and the Ravens didn't have any picks after the fifth round. So I'm sure if they did, they probably would have taken him at seven with their seventh. But yeah, I'm really rooting for him, uh, you know, hard over height. Uh, it, it applies to football too. It definitely applies to football. Too. Yeah. Um, another one, speak, speaking about an undrafted guy, I'm going with, uh, I think his name is Jamar Patterson, the mm-hmm. running back out of Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, come on. There's no way this guy should have been undrafted. Mm-hmm. The guy, the guy had, I think he broke the record for most touchdowns in the game in college last year. I think he had like seven touchdowns in the game, right? Yeah. And he had, I think, almost 400 yards that game. So I think he had like three, if I'm not mistaken, it was like around 340, 350. I mean, that's nuts. You're telling me you, you guys can't, you can't see that game and get enough film to say, okay, maybe this guy's third, fourth round talent easily. But for him to go undrafted and then for the Red, for the football team, I'm about to say the Redskins, the football team to pick him up, I mean, that's a steal for them in a, for an undrafted guy. And what's cool about that is, you know, he he has potential to kind of be like the James Robinson of this of this mm-hmm. year, 
uh, in a sense where, you know, Washington could also just use him as their, you know, their bell cow back. And then they could have Antonio Gibson as a pass catching back. Cause he's really good at pass catching. They, just, they have a lot of options there in Washington. Uh, I think, you know, I, I think it's a good spot for him as well. But yeah. Those are, those are most of the guys that, Oh, and Justin Fields. I don't know why Justin Fields fell <laughs> so far. Uh, oh I yeah. Like That's crazy. This entire quarterback class was just so like, so debated and everyone was saying so many different things. You know, some people were saying Trey Lance is the best in the best in the entire draft. Some people were saying Justin Fields shouldn't even be drafted in the first round. Like there's so many, so many different opinions. I, I, I kind of, I'm kind of confused why there's so many different takes on all these quarterbacks when I, in my opinion, they went mostly in the order of how good they are, except for Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields probably should have gone second. I mean, he right after, you know, right after the season ended, everyone was like, oh, the Jets didn't get, you know, Trevor Lawrence. Well, they got Justin Fields. You know, he was the consensus second pick. But for some reason, I don't, I don't know what specifically really happened. Maybe it was off the court things. Um, he's not, he doesn't really do anything bad off the court. They just didn't, a lot of teams just didn't like him. They just passed on him. And, you know, the Vikings said they would have taken him at 14, which would have been crazy for them. But the Bears moved up and they took it instead. Uh, I'm really, I'm rooting for him. I hope he does really good. Yeah, uh, speaking on Justin Fields, um, personally, I think he's going to be the best quarterback in this draft class. Mm. This guy is my favorite quarterback in the class. I mean, you see what the guy did against Clemson. He ripped Clemson apart with broken ribs. I mean, the guy the guy broke his ribs halfway through the game. He comes back in and he lights him up. I mean, what, how, how could you complain? Toughness, durability, obviously. The guy still slinging it. I think he had, I think, Three, I think he threw for like 300 some yards that game with broken ribs. I mean, come on, you, you can't you can't pass up on that. But you know, teams they saw Zach Wilson's pro day, they saw him throw that 65 yard bomb on the run. So you know they they fell in love with it. But then you see Justin Fields do the same thing and he doesn't get the same hype. So you know, I like you said, I think some of these teams just didn't really like him for what reason. I don't know why. Um, but yeah. And and as a player, like that's someone you want to play for. Like that's a that's a dude that you would want to play for. A dude who had broken ribs and was still playing in the game, so you guys could get the W. Like that's that's a leader, in my opinion. That's a that's a really he's a really strong dude. Uh, yeah, I, I I'm hoping for the best for him. I hope he proves everybody wrong. Um, he definitely has the potential to be the best quarterback in the class. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, I think that's going to do it for uh, this week's podcast. Uh, you have anything else to say? Um, I want to, I want, I want to add a bust, just one bust. And I'm going to say my right, biggest wait, bust is going to be Zach. It's going to be Zach Wilson. Really? Listen, really? Zach, Zach, Zach Wilson. Okay. You go, you go look at the guy's stats. Okay. The guy had really, really had one year and it was his last year before he came out in the draft. And I think he was, Against top 25 teams, I think he was 0 for, 0 for 2 or 0 for 3 against top 25 teams. I mean, you got you get a guy, he's going number two. You would, you know, you expect him to have a good resume, like a Justin Fields or a Trevor Lawrence, even a Trey Lance. This guy doesn't really have the resume for like these guys do, but they ended up, they wanted to take him at two. I guess they saw what they liked at his pro day. And I mean, but I'm just I'm just not a fan. I don't think he's ready yet. I don't think he's gonna be what they expect him to be. And I don't think he's gonna be any better than Donald, honestly, but I guess I guess they see something that we don't. Yeah, that was that was a it was so locked in at at some point for some reason, but you know, I just I'm not sure why uh the Jets decided to 
dump Sam Darnold and go for another quarterback. It just kind of feels like they're on a cycle of let's get a new quarterback, use him up for four years, destroy him and send him to another team, get a new quarterback, mm-hmm. destroy him. I did like that they ended up taking, um, I believe they took a tackle in the second round. And I, I really like that pick because I'm, you know, they're starting to build towards something. Uh, but, you know, they started to build a little too late. You know, Sam Darnold could have been pretty, he could have been good. Uh, he had, you know, he was behind a really bad offensive line with barely any weapons and he was still making crazy throws. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just looked really good. We'll, we'll see if they regret it uh, when he's, while he's on the Panthers, because the Panthers have a lot of weapons. Uh, yeah. he, has a lot of, he had a lot of weapons to work with. And after this draft, they actually drafted another wide receiver. So he has even more weapons to work with. So we'll see what happens there. Zach Wilson, you know, I don't hate him, but you're right. He, he only had one really good year and he was beating up on a lot of bad teams. He didn't face yeah. many good teams. And when he did, he couldn't get the win. So, you know, to me, that kind of profiles a guy as mid first, maybe second or third, but you know, I, I, I guess they believe in him physically. I, I, they might believe in his potential. Uh, he is, he is pretty mobile. He can get out of the pocket and, you know, throw, he does have a good arm, but you know, yeah, if the Jets, this might just be a Jets pick. <laughs> this might very well just yeah. be like a Jets it might, pick. Yeah, literally he's just probably, might just get on the Jets pick. Probably my, yeah, he, he's probably, he's, I, I agree with you. He's probably one of my uh, bust candidates as well. Uh, Mac Jones. Wait, how do you feel about Mac Jones? I do want to get that. Okay. Um, I don't hate him, but, um, I think, you know, his numbers look great because he's throwing it to Devontae Smith, John Mechie, Jalen Waddle. He's throwing to these top-tier guys. I mean, when you're throwing to guys who are winning Heisman and just outstanding receivers like that, I mean, it's, it's going, you're going to look good. It makes it easier for you to look good. So um, I think New England is a perfect place for him, though. Uh, I think he went any, if he went anywhere else, he wouldn't have been that great. But I think him going to New England, that probably would have been, that's probably the best thing that could have happened to him in the draft. So, yeah, yeah, I think New England's a perfect place for him. Uh, a lot of people are comparing him to Tom Brady. I, I, I don't want to do that at all. I don't think he, I'm not sure if he has the confidence of Tom Brady. If you saw him walk to the, did you see him walk in the, yeah, in the, to the yeah, draft room yeah, or whatever? Nothing, nothing like uh, it. I, I, I wish the best for him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wish the best for him. I want to see what happens when the game starts. I want to see how intense he is when a game starts. Uh, I'm not sure if he's ready to lead a team just yet. I know I'm pretty sure they're going to stick with Cam Newton as a starter, let him sit a year behind him and kind of learn. Uh, but yeah, Mac Jones, you know, he definitely has potential uh, in, with Belichick to to be better than what he could have been if he went to uh, the Niners, in my opinion. So yeah, he he's also kind of a boomer bust guy. Uh, and so is Caleb Farley. Uh, he's dealt with a lot of injuries. If he keeps getting injured, he's probably, you know, that's, that's going to be a bust. Uh, but if he stays healthy, I think the Titans actually could have really gotten a really good player there. So, yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are the bust candidates. Uh, but yeah, with that, um, thank you for watching, uh, tuning into another episode of the speech Youth sports podcast. We'll be back next week. Uh, and if we're not the week after <laughs> I've been Bert and I've been joined by, Oh, Tay, I appreciate you for having me. This is an yeah. honor. I've been wanting to do a podcast for a long time, so this is great. I love it. Yeah, we, I mean, we can have you on some more. We'll, you know, we'll talk about all that. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, um, everybody, you can go follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is Tay R4L. Um, you know, just a 
I post pictures, you know, you might see me post some stuff about NBA, NFL, my story every now and then. So, you know, just go ahead and enjoy. He's an entertaining guy. You should go give him a follow. But uh, all right. Uh, we will see you guys uh, next time on the Speech of the Sports Podcast. Thank you. See you guys later.